That feels good. Mm, I like delicious. that. It feels good to be, you know, back with the people. I was going to say it feels good to be back and better than ever, but if anything, we're just as mediocre as Yeah, to before. be honest, not much has improved. Um, if anything... We haven't committed. We've been pretty garbage. If, if anything, doing this less has made us worse. But we are committed now... To trying to be better. We're going to get back on a weekly schedule. You're a weekly schedule. Absolutely. But we are going to get back on a weekly schedule. Yeah, look. Because, well. look, Sky- Skylar was moving. There was, like, a whole sit. I was having weird shit with my job. It was a hectic couple I'm of sure weeks. I'm sure you're all really interested. It was my birthday <sighs> as well. Happy fucking birthday. Thanks, mate. And Dog. it's Skylar's birthday next week. I'm getting old. What a cute little time, 22, right? 22, man. Woo! I know old age. you want feel 22. Sing it! That's the, that's all I know, actually. Louder! I actually don't know if that's the right lyrics to that song. So this I is awkward. be the person to tell you. But you should ask Tay-Tay. No, I don't know. No. Yeah, can you imagine if somebody just tweeted Taylor Swift and was like, hey, what are, are these you, the correct lyrics? Are these the right lyrics? Maybe I should send her a video of me singing, like, directly send her yeah, a video. Yeah, you should. That could be hilarious. Yeah, me on you, bitch. It could, like, blow <clears> up. <throat> it could blow up. It could. Sorry. Anyway, um, what do we do? <laughs> I also, I'm sorry, I did not, absolutely did not do this week. Again, because I suck. So, to you, CJ. Also, we're a wee bit dusty because fucking Skylar decided to have a housewarming party last night. And this a, bitch is complaining to me in the morning when I have to get up and be at work at eight and she's complaining from her fucking bed after having sex with her hot boyfriend, <laughs> ordering McDonald's and being like, oh, you couldn't finish my McDonald's. And I'm sitting there having to actually do work. The fucking audacity on this one, honestly. I'm not even sorry. Hey, I did my internship today. Mm-hmm. Nine to five. Yeah, but you got to do it from home. I also, yeah, I did, I did a lot of work. <laughs> well the face that you just gave me i was fully i fully was was like yeah no 100 percent, you did hey you the know the main thing i was talking about was the fact that you got to work from home like i would have had no issues lay in bed propped up on a pillow bit of soup next to you mm. why is soup involved i don't know i also don't have any soup so there would be no soup I mean, unless i, I specifically I ordered soup. it and i don't think i've ever ordered soup on uber eats That's before in my life dude it's, it's not really soup's deliverable like, Sa? I've never ordered Sa? fa. Yes, you I have. I always go for a vermicelli. No, you and I have absolutely ordered it together. No, I had vermicelli. Made at my old apartment. We sat on the floor on the kitchen <coughs> table eating fa. Vermicelli. Whatever. Anyway, what are we We're doing? We're watching mate? The Simpsons. I know that. Oh my god, I'm so full of enchilada. But we also we ordered ice cream. So if there's like a slight pour, if we if you hear a buzzing sound, we are sorry. We're sorry. It is. The ice cream arriving. I'm so excited. What a vibe. I know. What a time. To be alive. To be alive. Yeah, fucking know. Okay, so this week I got inspired by what I thought we would maybe watch after we finished the Conjuring series. Oh, yes. Yes, we've like got this. one film left in the series called The Nun, which, yes, for all you horror fans out there, is absolute trash. Technically, <laughs> there's also La Lajona, but um, I still don't know if we're watching that. We can if you want. It's the next one in the series. Why not, the man? I haven't seen it, so that's like literally the first one I haven't seen. Well, I don't like that because that means that you don't know the jump scares it and you can't warn me, and I, a, I hate that. It's apparently not very good either, which I translate as being not scary. Like, well, everything scares me, so like true. 
True. Um, My own shadow scares me. So this week we are going to be delving into the story of the Amityville Horror. Okay, well, I've heard of this. The Amityville Horror House specifically. (laughs) Okay, no, I don't don't really know Mm. anything. Well, you haven't seen them. But it's a classic. Mm. The first film, right, based on the true events, came out in 1979. Okay. Which is why I feel like it'd be a good one for us to watch, because I watched it and it's not scary. It's like an old horror movie. It's not a slasher. It's just a haunting. Arguably one of the most famous hauntings of all time. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. All right. Wait, so this this supposedly happened, right? Yeah. Like it happened. This is like a story. Yeah, this like happened and they made a film out of it. Okay, fuck me out. Let's do it. Okay. The spine-tingling story of the Amityville Horror House at 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, New York, has propelled the legend of Amityville Horror and spawned a torrent of books, documentaries, and films. As I mentioned, it's arguably the most famous haunted house in the world. Also, how many times am I going to have to say Amityville? Because I don't think I'm saying it properly. Amityville? (laughs) Amityville. But it doesn't feel right coming out of... Does it... Amityville. It feels fine when you say it? Yeah, it feels fine. Amityville. Amityville. It feels like... It feels... Mm. Say it there ten, are some words that I can't Say pronounce. it ten times faster. No. Amityville, 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 Amityville. Sorry, continue. My bad. No, I... There are some... Being taught English by two non-native English-speaking people has made it that there are some words that I can't pronounce at all. And it pops up in random conversation because I forget about it. I wouldn't be able to tell you what words it is right now. But, like, it'll come up and I can't do it. Rural is one of them. Rural. I can't do it. Okay. Rural. Rural. Yep, nails it. I can't do it. Get it, it, mate. I'm telling you. Okay. On the night of November 13, 1974, the 23-year-old eldest son of the DeFeo family, Ronald Butch DeFeo Jr., shot his parents, Ronald Joseph DeFeo Sr. and Louise Briganti, don't know if that's how you pronounce it, DeFeo, his two brothers, Mark Gregory DeFeo, who was 12, and John Matthew DeFeo, who was 9, and two sisters, Alison Louise DeFeo, who was 13, and Dawn Therese DeFeo, who was 18, with a 35 caliber Marlin rifle while they slept. Dude, ha- I have a question. Number one, how do you nail all those people, not wake up everyone else and like get taken out? Well, that is actually genuinely one of the... Like, we'll stick with it. But that is the fact that you've brought that up is is like means you're on it. You're like thinking in the right direction because people also ask the same question. It's a fucking shotgun. Like it's a shotgun. Like yeah. someone, it's someone. While they were you're all shooting... found in their beds. You'd fucking hear it, mate. Like what are you doing? Well, I don't see you. You don't see me hiding under the cover. So like... keep keep that. I mean, I I do very much. I literally, I swear by that. <laughs> if something spooky's happening, go under the covers. It's fine. <laughs> That's not how that works, mate. Shut up. If something's happening, you prove fine. it. Continue, mate. <laughs> <laughs> prove it. <laughs> prove it. Um, <clears throat> after committing the murders, DeFeo Jr. entered Henry's Bar in Amityville, Long Island, New York, and claimed his family had been shot to death. DeFeo initially claimed that his family had been victims to a mob hit, but when interrogated, his testimony broke down, and he eventually confessed. To the murders, obviously. So, okay, yeah. After the murders, DeFeo Jr.'s defense attorney, William Weber, was trying to establish an insanity plea with DeFeo Jr. testifying that he heard voices that told him to murder his family. There were seemingly some unanswerable questions surrounding the facts of the case, but the assistant district attorney, Jared Sullivan, fought the insanity defense and managed to convince the 12 jurors to deliver a guilty verdict. 
In 2002, DeFeo Jr. recanted his testimony of hearing voices and attributed his actions with being drunk and high on heroin and on his abusive parents. Ronald DeFeo Jr. is at Greenhaven Correctional Facility in Beekman, New York, having been convicted of six counts of second-degree murder and thus serving six consecutive life sentences. So he's still alive. Oh, my God. And he is still in that correctional facility in New York. That's the most... We've mentioned that one before. I think it's the one Ted Bundy went to. Is Maybe. it? I don't think so. But it, it was... We've definitely mentioned it before. Yeah. And I don't know. Who else have we done that killed people? We haven't really done anyone. We haven't done Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Yet. We haven't done Ted Bundy. We but mentioned we mentioned him. Beekman. We did. I remember mentioning it. Unless it was a conversation we had, but I can't... Okay. Anyway. Moving on. All right. Into the story. That was just a little... Okay, oh. A little taster. All right, okay, fuck me up. So 13 months after the murders, in December of 1975, the Lutz family, Kathy, her three children, Daniel, Christopher, and Missy, and her new husband, George, moved into the Amityville home and purchased it at a drastically reduced price of $80,000, with some of the DeFeo's furniture still left inside the property. Would you do it? I'm sorry, so this family's moved in with some of the furniture from that murder still in there. They moved in 13 months after the murders. Absolutely not. And it's still furnished. With their stuff? Yeah. Fuck that. No way. Nah. The couple were made aware of the house's morbid history, but still chose to purchase the property. However, they would only last 28 days in the house before moving out. Yeah, nah. <laughs> Absolutely not. Do you have any guesses as to where we might be going? So the dead family are haunting people. Surely. That's where I'm going. Yep. The dead, the six dead mofos mm-hmm. are like doing some haunty, ghosty, ghosty things. Mm-hmm. Um, and scaring the shit out of families moving in there. This is where I'm going. Okay. So essentially. So I nailed it? Yeah. No. Well, kind of. I suppose. <laughs> <coughs> So essentially something that's not like I didn't put in here, but is part of it is that so the guy who killed his family, DeFeo Jr. Yeah, he said that it was to voices, but he also said it was like demons and that he was possessed. That was part of like the situation. And so that's a reason why people like and that it's all obviously in hindsight to this. But that's the reason why people are like, well, how could they not wake up and move? Like, how could they not know that he was shooting them? They think that, like, the demonic ghosty type situation made it so that there was no sound. So whenever you see, like, do you remember at the start of the first Conjuring when she's in that room and she's in the first one? Yeah, yeah. At the start of the first one and she's in that room and she, like, has, like, the panic attack and she starts, like, screaming and, there, and there's the little boy at the top of the... It's the very first scene. And we don't actually look into the case. But it's the little boy that she sees at the top of the stairs with the glowing eyes. Kind of. So that, that was the Amityville horror. Oh, I can't really remember. We've seen so many horrors. I'm struggling to remember what you're talking about. That's okay. So, yeah. So Ed and Lorraine Warren had a, has, had a squiz at this one as well. Okay. So George Lutz who was the stepdad, who admitted to having dabbled in the occult, said that he was awoken at 3.15 every morning while staying in the home, which just so happened to be the same time that DeFeo Jr. had committed the murders. The Lutz family claimed to smell strange odours, see green slime oozing out of keyholes and walls, and also said to have experienced cold spots throughout the home. 
Due to all the paranormal activity, Kathy Lutz called a priest to bless the house. But whilst he was there, he heard a voice scream at him to get out. And after leaving, he began to exhibit symptoms of stigmata, including falling sick with a high fever and blisters on his palms. What's stigmata? What is that? So stigmata is when you start exhibiting um, wounds akin to crucifixion. What? Yeah. So it's... I... Honestly, I have no fucking clue. But the first time I came upon it was in the Ripley's Believe It or Not book. Yeah. And it's just one day you wake up and you've just developed. It's not even that you hurt yourself. You develop and they they have seen it develop. Like they've people have been in hospitals and developed it. The wounds in the centers of your hands and in your feet. And it's like of like the wounds that are akin to crucifixion okay it's called stigmata jesus christ isn't that insane That's like the weird. concept of it is fucking wild and it just happens to people like it's wild okay anyway <clears throat> there were also claims of a pig-like creature staring down at george and his son daniel from a window whilst they were entering into the house claims of kathy levitating when georgia woke with welts on her chest and daniel and christopher also levitating in their beds there's a lot of fucking spooky shit going on, essentially. Absolutely not. So Kathy Lutz claimed to see glowing eyes and began having nightmares of murder, and her youngest child, Missy, began having relations with a strange imaginary friend named Jody, whom was believed by the family to have been a demonic presence. The family said that many of the things that happened in the house echoed the events of the DeFeo murders. The Lutz family also claimed to have had an unbearable fly problem, even throughout the colder months. There's no real structure to it because it kind of all apparently should hit the fan at the same time. It's not like a linear timeline between the 28 days or whatever. Yeah. So it sounds a bit all over the fucking place, but we're just being chucked into the deep end, essentially. Yeah. So on the January the 14th, 1976, the Lutzes had reached their breaking point and they left the home and all their possessions. They left everything following a final night that they have refused to describe in detail. They fled to Kathy's mother's home and shortly after fled the state, never to return to Ocean Avenue. They sold the home at a considerable loss and had intermediaries sell virtually everything in the home at auction from a distance. Fuck. Yeah. I want to know what that last night was like. I know, right? So every film that you see, there's been like five different remakes of the fucking Amityville Horror House, but everything that you see always shows like a different like what was the final night because nobody knows what it was yeah but they left everything like clothes everything, everything. like something happened where they're like we need to get out immediately because you don't want that bad juju on you man yeah but it's like ev- like that is a massive loss yeah it's insane and they just bought the fucking house too so they probably furnished it and like everything anyway so their story was told in the best-selling book by jay anson the amityville horror in 1977 which was then made into the famous film starring james brolin and margot kidder in 1976 yeah so that's the movie that i want us to watch the couple met jay anson who up to this point had mainly written behind the scenes and making of books about films and film personalities through a book editor at prentice hall The couple submitted about 45 hours of tape-recorded recollections to Anson, who then used them to write the Amityville Horror. The novel has sold more than 11 million copies since being released, and the film at the time of release was the most successful independent movie in history, grossing over $86 million. Whoa. The infamous ghost-hunting duo The Warrens investigated the home and came to the conclusion that evil forces were at work after an infamous psychic slumber party, which was what was shown in um, in the Conjuring movies. When they're all sitting around the table 
Yeah. And then she starts freaking out. Yeah. Um, during which they claimed to have obtained photographic evidence of a ghost. Ed Warren was quoted to have said, this was no ordinary haunted house. On a scale of one to ten, this was a ten. We all know Ed Warren is always correct. Ed is, because Ed, Ed is a genius. Ed is just what a guy, right? And he has the power of our Lord and Saviour behind him. Oh, yeah. But make sure you're baptised. Yeah. If you're not baptised, he's not saving you. You're fucked. You're fucked. Although yeah. he did save those people who weren't baptised, I suppose. Those filthy But he atheists. did vehemently emphasise that they should get baptised. Mm. Really tried to force it. Have you been baptised yet? Me. Have you met Jesus? <laughs> Have you heard of our Lord and Saviour? So there has been much speculation surrounding the Lutz's account of what happened in the home for decades, with George and Kathy eventually conceding to take a lie detector test on their story, which they passed. Um, although lie detector tests are not always 100% accurate, just to be sure. Yeah. Just to be truly pans- transparent. Pans-parent. One job. reason skeptics believe the couple made up the story was due to the fact that at the time of the claims, the family was dealing with financial problems and creating a fantastical tale to sell to the media would help them out economically. However, other accounts show the Lutzes to have been successful owners of a multi-generational business and they were not known by their peers to be storytellers, scam artists or oddballs. Although, to be honest, I, I suppose you can't really tell those kinds of things. Yeah. As well as this, the Lutzes never made a great deal of money from the royalties and licensing fees of their story and would continue to struggle financially for the rest of their lives. Doesn't mean they didn't think that they would make money from it, though. Yeah. The Lutzes' former lawyer, William Weber, who had fallen out with them over money issues throughout the years, came out in 1979 claiming that the three had created the horror stories over many bottles of wine. Weber offered no contemporaneous notes or agreements to prove his statement, however, but whilst the Lutzes continued to refute his claims, he is stuck to this story. Mm. George Lutz continued to disagree with the dismissals of the family's claims, stating, I believe this has stayed alive for 25 years because it's a true story. It doesn't mean everything that has ever been said about it is true. It's certainly not a hoax. I wish it was. It's not. Laura Didier, who was a journalist covering the Lutz's haunting whilst it was happening, defended the family, stating, One of the things that struck me about their story is that they seemed genuinely frightened and genuinely moved by whatever had happened to them in this house. Yeah, okay. This is interesting. I'm trying... Because, like, for for me, with this kind of thing... (laughs) You've been pretty quiet there, Pippin. Because I'm kind of shooting myself a little bit. (laughs) But also, with these these things, I struggle hardcore to believe people that have said that they've experienced hectic paranormal activity, like demonic presence, you know what I mean? I'm I like, do. Because in my head, there is no heaven, there is no hell, there's mm-hmm. nothing. You're born, you live, you die, and then there's nothing. That's that's my view, right? So I'm like, well, you know, if there's no heaven, there's no hell, how are there demons, you know, how they're like demonic forces, you know, I'm just kind of like, meh. See, but also... Things happen that you just cannot explain, that science can't explain, you know, like mm-hmm. weird shit. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of difficult. I don't know how I don't know how to feel. So for me, I personally like I haven't experienced hauntings. I was told to be a creepy I was told that I was a creepy psychic child, but you know, besides the point. Um but my family has definitely they all very much believe in that kind of stuff. My personal perception on it, because I do have this, like, underlying belief in, like, I don't know, something. I don't know what, though. Like, I'm not a religious person. You don't give it a name. Nah. 
but I believe in I believe in souls. I don't think that souls are a thing. Oh, absolutely. But what is a soul? Yeah, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And so I think maybe ghosts are just like something that we just scientifically can't comprehend right now. You know what I mean? Like it's like if ghosts were undeniably proven, it would be science. It would be part of science. Yeah, it would become part of science. I just think it's something like that, like something about the energy after it leaves a body, residual energy of some sort. Like, I just don't know. I can't, I don't have the answers, but I don't believe it's a heaven and hell thing. I don't mm-hmm. believe in demons. I don't believe in that kind of shit. But I do believe that a bad person would leave a bad residual energy. Bad vibe. Bad vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I like that. There you go. That's my take on it. That's and you wouldn't think it because I'm, fuck me, I'm a pessimistic fucker for the best of the times. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sad bitch most of the time. Absolutely. So Lutz's son, Daniel, however, states that the house ruined his life and that he still has nightmares to this day about the events that happened there. See, the other thing that gets me is like, I think the thing that makes their story the most believable is the fact that they haven't told anybody what happened on that last day. Yeah. Now, did they do that because they thought it would make, like, provide believability to their story? Maybe. It's possible. But that, to me, like, something being so horrific that you can't talk about it is, for me, more realistic than, what, like, when people are, like... Learning about these really intense stories. Because, like, say, for example, when my granddad passed away... Yeah. I didn't want to tell anybody. Like, I just didn't. Yeah. People found out however they found out. But it was something that was, like, so painful to me. And I didn't want to relive it by talking about it. I yeah. didn't want to talk to people about it. And if this was such a traumatic experience, then it seems odd that it was talked. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. And I know that time heals things, right? Time does make it easier. Like, I can now talk about my granddad, obviously. But, like... I think initially with stuff like that that's happened in my life, it's been, I can't talk about it. But then after a while I can. It's yeah. not like that forever. Do you know no, what I mean? not at all. Yeah. So, and also people deal with things differently. <gasps> Greta's been put on Netflix. Lol, Bruno. Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> sorry about that. Guys. Um, so, yes, the Lutz's son Daniel stated that the house ruined his life and that he still has nightmares to this day about the events that happened there. He has told accounts of his friction-filled relationship with his stepfather, George, who he claimed abused him and dabbled in Satism and how the haunting led to the divorce between his mother, Kathy, and George in the late 1980s. Daniel has stated that the paranormal activity in the house included furniture moving around, voices whispering to him, and his own experiences of bodily possession. As for the final fate of George and Kathy, George died of heart disease in 2006 and Kathy died of emphysema in 2004. At the end of the day, there are three explanations for what could have happened at the Amityville Horror House during those 28 days. One, this previously sane and unassuming couple risked their kids and their livelihoods on a bizarre ghost story as part of a get-rich-quick scheme and failed. Two, the entire family was victim to a previously undiagnosed mass hysteria or group delusion, even though there was no previous history of mental illness within the family and no reported use of illegal drugs or substances which could have triggered such behaviour. Or three, the family was plagued by an unknown entity that drove them to the brink of insanity and forced them to flee. What? There's such thing as like a group, like hysteria <gasps> kind of thing. Yes. 
what? Like, isn't like a like, you, like mass group shared hysteria? Yeah. But like, how does that happen? Though? Like, oh, there's been like, I like, don't, what is it, like, like domino what? effect? Like one person starts and it catches on. Or like, yeah, that's like a good thing to do an episode on one day. Yeah, or like all people, like they're just all people plagued by this mental illness. Is it all like one shared? Have you heard? Pro, like a good example of it is. Um, have you heard of the dancing plague that happened in like the 1700s? No. Oh, yes, vaguely, I think. Yeah, so essentially I think like a group of like like 500 townsfolk. Mm. One person started dancing and couldn't stop dancing themselves to death. Next person started doing the same thing until the whole town was dancing and, and all died. Are you serious? Yeah, and that was an example of mass hysteria. What? But like, so obviously it was past or like... Yeah, so they thought that there was some sort of illness or disease or something like that that was making them dance themselves to death. And then literally you're having a boogie? Yeah. Or they're just... No, no, literally. Well, I mean, I'm sure that once you get to a certain point, they're probably not having, like, as boogie of a time. Like, it's probably I'm just really vibe. I'm really vibing this, this song, guys. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Yeah, it's insane, I know. But there's even modern-day examples of it. Like, it's just something that does happen that's insane i need to google that later yeah you can do an episode on it oh i will mate so the lapses story has been retold countless times which has buried the real story in layer after layer of error speculation and outright lies the amityville house officially sold to an anonymous buyer in february 2017 for six hundred and five thousand us dollars it's a lot of money but not that much i suppose like for a house which was $200,000 less than the original asking price. It had been previously owned by four other families since the murders, none of which have claimed to have experienced any paranormal activity. Hmm. And that's the story. Yeah, look, I don't know the how Amateville I... Horror House. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't think I believe it. I don't believe it. I don't, I don't believe him. I don't believe him. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it just didn't fucking happen. So I thought what we could do now, because it's only 26 minutes, and I thought that this would be a short one because I wrote it late at night, and there also wasn't that much on it. Like, there was a lot, but it's only, like, how how long do you have to go into, like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I thought I would do a dramatic reading of the Wikipedia plot of the 1979 film. I love this shit. Skylar's favourite pastime. <gasps> something that we do in our spare time is I give dramatic readings of Wikipedia (laughs) film plots that we haven't seen. Because it's funny as fuck. I love it. And then I'll read the references. Don't worry, guys. The references are coming. Oh, God. Oh, we can't forget our final segment later as well. Oh, yes. And we have the final segment. All right. So, in the early morning hours on November 13, 1974, Ronald DeFeo Jr. murders his entire family with a shotgun at their home in Amityville, New York. Nice. You can imagine the cold opening. I can. I can imagine. You can imagine. Are you there? I'm there. You're immersed? Yes. Good. Thoroughly. One year later, George and Kathy Lutz, a young married couple, move into the property. George like appears not to be strong of faith. But <laughs> <No>. Kathy... <laughs> oh, George, you fucking dick. I could dick. tell just by looking at him. He, he lacked that glow. He lacked the... You the, know the, the pregnancy glow? There's that, but Jesus... <laughs> you know the pregnancy glow? It's that, but Jesus. But Kathy is a Catholic in name, at least. <laughs> what does that even mean? Kathy, Catholic. Does that Cat- mean? Is that what that means? 
but she I, calls just, Catholic. What does that mean that she's like she's religious but also like a I think it's probably like religious in the sense that I am baptized, but I'm not a religious person. Or she's religious but actually she's she a hoe. That's a well, so, well that's literally where I went with it, so Yeah, well I, I think we should go with it. So she has three children from her prior marriage, Greg, Matt and Amy. Why do I feel like those names were changed? They absolutely were. Yeah, those weren't the names that we previously talked about. Dude, get off your fucking phone. What are you doing? Um, I'm fucking doing things. What? Did you stop recording? No! Well, then why were you just typing? What were you typing, Skylar? Why are you shouting at me because mid-podcast? Because we're in the middle of this fucking podcast. Hurry up! Don't get distracted and start texting Don't while we're recording. get sassy with me. I will get sassy. Focus. CJ? You had to do nothing for this fucking episode except sit here and listen to me talk, and you can't even do that. Caroline? <gasps> it's the ice cream! Okay, don't stop recording because it's easier to edit it. We'll just keep it in. Oh, my God. Eh. If you if you guys can hear that, that's CJ. She's running. Hello, Uberies. Hello. Oh, delivery, sorry. Hello, delivery. Yes, so, CJ. Do you he'll get offended? I'll do a running commentary, guys. So, um, CJ, she's going off to go get the to get the ice cream. Um, it's really fun. Uh, I'm just sitting here, um, chilling. Just got shouted at. That's, that's that's really great. Um, yeah. So, what are you guys up to? Um, not much. All right, yeah, that sounds great. Um, well, I'm kicking back. Um, um, yeah, that's all I have to say. That's that's. I've got nothing else really. That was my. Oh, I think I hear CJ. CJ coming, coming back. She's coming back. She's a she's a quick footed little elf. Um, she's she's uh, getting spoons from the kitchen. Um, and I think we're going to eat ice cream and do the podcast. She's absolutely. What was that? We won't start eating until we finish recording, but I thought that we don't have to get up. So, yeah, that was my running commentary. It's going to get yeah, edited out, but it's, it's been real, so I really enjoyed that. Rebecca's itchy. Okay. Welcome back to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, CJ, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. I'm absolutely cutting out everything you said. Yeah. So if you talked shit, I'm, I'm going to know what you said. I mean, <laughs> no, I didn't talk shit. What did you talk shit about? I didn't, I didn't talk shit. That was did the point. Did you talk shit about me? Well, no, because you'll hear it. God, that seizure. She's such a fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Fuck I'm that. Okay. Fuck right. that girl. That enchilada is sitting in me. That enchilada is inside of me. Okay. All right. Let us continue with the dramatic reading. I'm ready. Okay. So they changed the names of the kids. Different children. X the other ones out of your mind. We have different people now. Okay, well, they're the same children, but different names. So the couple turned to Father Delaney to quickly bless the home. Quickly, though. Quickly. Quickly, please. Promptly. We need, like, a five-minute situation. <laughs> Hurry Spring up. to throw some holy water and then get the fuck out. Sage it. Just get some sage up in there. But Father Delaney encounters troubles in trying to bless the home. Oh, for fuck's sake, Delaney. Delaney, fucking quick job, please. One job, mate. We don't need your problems. Mm. You're literally being You're, you're creating for this. mounds out of molehills, mate. These problems include a room. <laughs> Stop being dramatic, okay? <laughs> the floating child is fine. <laughs> I don't care if you're bleeding through your eyes. <laughs> Shut up. You're being dramatic. We're on your time. <laughs> the floating child is fine. <laughs> Stop paying attention to it. Make it worse. Okay. 
So, some of these problems include a room full of flies, out of season, <laughs> flies in winter. <laughs> Unheard of. Oh my god. Violent stomach sickness. That's just me on a Saturday just morning. Had a burrito. I don't know. Maybe. And later, morning sickness. Blist. He was pregnant with Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. It makes sense. <coughs> Sorry. I'm so upset. Um. And later, <coughs> are you done? Sorry, I got sorry. And later, yeah. blisters on his palm when trying to make a phone call to Kathy at their home. For fuck's sake, Kathy! Kathy, she's such a bitch, hey? <laughs> but she's not really. You got it out for Kathy. No, sorry. you've made a choice. Yeah. Um, the experience eventually stops when a door is opened. Then a voice whispers, "Get out." You get out. I mean, true. Yeah, he should have said that. You get out. To be honest, if he was good at his job, he would have said that. He rushes out of the house when the voice yells at him, and he decides to continue helping the Lutz family. I would literally never do that. a very questionable choice, sir. I'd be like, you're in it on your own, mate. (laughs) You guys made a fucking choice. You made your bed? Line it. You moved into a a house that had murders 13 months ago. Yeah. You deserve it. It do be like that. Delaney is later involved in a car accident resulting from mysterious malfunctions. How specific. Oh, imagine, can you imagine if you take your car to the mechanic and they're like, mysterious malfunctions. Mysterious malfunctions. <laughs> and he becomes frustrated <laughs> at the lack of support from his superiors in the diocese. Aren't we all frustrated by the lack of support from the superiors in the diocese? I'm upset about the lack of support on behalf of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jesus would stop the titty kiddlers. <laughs> titty tiddlers is what I meant to say. Stop titty the titty kiddlers. Cities. Are you having a show? <laughs> <laughs> he ultimately appears to lose faith, becoming <laughs> blind and having a breakdown. He's blind. Wow, I feel like we've gone on a whole fucking journey with this Delaney guy. In the actual story, he stopped by for 20 minutes and then left. In this one, we follow him on a whole emotional journey. I don't care about him, hey. I don't really care about him either. Like, you made a choice to support something that's not tangible and you can't see, and then you're mad because, oh, it turns out it doesn't exist. Ooh, crazy. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, good vibes. Sage, good vibes. <laughs> Sorry, I respect your religion. Whoever is listening. Yours specifically, everybody else's religion sucks. You have the correct religion. <laughs> Miscellaneous. Insert religion name here. CJ. Kathy's aunt, a nun, we've got another religious figure coming in here. Yeah. Comes by the house one afternoon, but becomes violently ill. Yet again, maybe Kathy just can't cook. Maybe. And she needs to stop feeding people. Kathy's just giving everyone fucking maybe she's food sickness. Sick food poisoning george begins to be more sullen and angry over perceived cold in the house and obsesses with splitting logs and keeping the fireplaces stoked you're stoked i am i'm stoked to be here i'm stoked to be with you mate friendship hurry up before kathy's brother's engagement party one night what whirlwind (laughs) whirlwind (laughs) this is where we are now $1,500 $1,500 to be used for the caterer inexplicably goes missing in the house. Why are they pl- paying for Kathy's brother's engagement party? That seems like a bit random. I'm not going to pay for my sister's engagement party. This is weird. It is odd. Meanwhile, the babysitter watching Amy for the evening is locked inside a bedroom closet by an unseen force. Maybe it was Amy. <laughs> oh. you would, this is, is this your way of making it scary? Or? <laughs> Ooh. 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 
Further ex- unexplained incidents occur with one of the two boys suff- when one of the two boys suffers a crushed hand when a sash window falls on it, oh. and Amy has an imaginary friend Jody who seems to be of a malevolent nature. I wish that one day someone describes me as being of a malevolent nature. Because that's such a wonderful way to be described. I reckon that'd be pretty cool. Malevolent. Just like if you introduced me to that guy last night, and you're like. This is CJ. She's malevolent. She's malevolent. <laughs> Should he be like, oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Could you be? <laughs> Could you be? <laughs> Could you be? Could you be? Kathy catches a glimpse of two red swine-like eyes. Swine-like what eyes. Is, what? So that, that like, means like pig eyes. Like but like, how would you be able to tell pig eyes from any other animal are they dark. what are they just like small and like but if you can only see the eyes it doesn't really make sense i don't understand no what swine like eyes look like and they were outside the daughter's second story bedroom window even the family dog harry obsesses over a secret room in the basement oh fuck's sake harry george's land surveying business <laughs> begins to suffer with his lack of attendance it's just not going to work and his partner grows concerned. His business partner's wife, very sensitive to the paranormal, is both repulsed and intrigued by the things she feels when <laughs> at the house. His business partner, they're like, all right, well, the priest didn't work. The nun got violently ill. So I think naturally the next step has to be my business partner's wife, who's very sensitive to the paranormal. <laughs> Best bet, man. Best bet. Best bet. While in the basement of the house, Carolyn, who I assume is the business partner's wife, who is sensitive to the paranormal, <laughs> begins demolishing a wall with a hammer. That's, I mean, that's someone else's I often property. Do that. I often do that at house parties. That's someone else's property. <laughs> Even if they ask you to come in and check something. Like, if you came and were like, oh, can you check the gas? And then I started, like, mowing down a wall in your kitchen. Even if it is for the greater good, I feel like you'd be a bit like, oh, but I've got to pay for it. Though. Even if it is for the best in the long run. Oh, uh, inappropriate. Revealing a small room behind the wall in the basement. So this is the secret room that the dog that previously Harry, cared classic, about. Classic Harry. Harry. What a guy. While in the... Mm, nope, she already did that. She already destroyed the wall. Discovering the damage, George takes down the rest of the wall, observing a small room with red walls. Carolyn, in terror, shrieks that they have found the passage to hell! <laughs> That was in quotes, literally. In quotes, the passage, dot, dot, dot. To hell! Exclamation mark. End quotation marks. Thank you, that was very specific. Only her voice now sounds like Father Delaney's voice. Which is an exciting development. I thought Delaney fucked off, though. Yeah, he did. He went blind and lost his faith. Fuck's sake, Delaney. (laughs) He went blind. Useless fucker. He started bleeding out of the eyes and got upset. You're a bit sulky, if you ask me. Just get a fucking tissue and move on. Throughout the show, bleed out of my vagina every month. You don't see me complaining. You'd be a great nurse. Oh my god, that's why I never did it. It sounds like an absolute nightmare. Throughout the strange incidents, Kathy observes George's persistent waking up at three fifteen a.m., feeling he must go check on the boathouse, the previously never mentioned before boathouse. What boathouse? You're a boathouse. I mean, I'm not though. She also has nightmares in which she is given details about the killings of the Holmes prior family. Research at the library and county records office suggests that the house is built atop a Shinnecock burial ground 
and that a known satanic worshipper named John Ketchum had once lived on the land. Okay, so that's like completely off what I've been previously told about this story. I mean, there has been no mention of such things previously, but they really just had to, you know, bring in the classic trope of the Native American burial ground situation, because otherwise, why would it be haunted, you know? Yeah. It is a random trope, though. Just be like, oh, Native Americans, they, you know, they buried their dead here, so clearly it's haunted. That even then, that doesn't really make sense. It doesn't. It's just racist to be racist. It's just racist to be racist. She also discovers the news clippings about the DeFeo murders and notices Ronald DeFeo's striking resemblance to George. To George. To George. So is George Ronald DeFeo? Fuck me, I don't know, man. Is that what we're going with for this? Probably. Finally, the paranormal events culminate one stormy night. (laughs) Blood oozes from the walls and down the staircase. Very scary. Jody, appearing as a large red-eyed pig, is seen through a window. (laughs) What's with the pigs? That's mean. And George attempts to kill the children with an axe. You wouldn't think that you'd start with that part. George. It's like, oh, you know, the blood oozing from the walls. There's a pig. But, you know, there's also a dude trying to kill my kids. Most importantly, if you're calling the cops, what are you going to mention first? Are you going to mention the blood oozing or are you going to mention the man with the axe? I would, obviously, I honestly, I'd mention the pig first because that's not a vibe. There's a, there's a pig thing in the house. Not to mention my hubby's killing but the kids. But would you call the cops or would you call an animal farmer person? Be like, pig, please take. Please, please take. Thank you. Now, let me turn my attention to the man with the axe. To the man killing my children. At this point, your children would be dead. Um, Anyway, but luckily for all of us, he regains his wits after (laughs) Kathy disrupts him from his killing spree. Get amongst it, Kathy. Yay, Kathy. After falling through the basement stairs into a pit of black sludge while rescuing Harry... Wild sentence. George and the rest of the family drive away, abandoning their homes and belongings. A final intertitle reads, quote, George and Kathleen Lutz and their family never reclaimed their house or their personal belongings. Today, they live in another state. Well, that's fucking fascinating. There you go. That's the film. That was, like, really intense. And, look, I, I enjoyed it. Thank you. I really had a fun time. Yay. Um, we love a good time. Yeah, I had a fun time. Um, George, bit of a dick. Delaney, not 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 a vibe. Who's Delaney? The priest he made. Oh. Lost his eyeballs and his faith. <laughs> I don't know if he actually lost his eyeballs. I think he just went blind. I like. I don't think blind is synonymous with lack of eyeballs. <laughs> but like losing your eyeballs in this in this case makes it sound more dramatic. It, it would be fun. It'd be fun if it was his eyeballs on Jody the pig. <laughs> That'd be a good time. Wait, Jody wasn't the pig, or Jody was the pig. Jody was the pig. Why? What's... Jody and the pig were one. <laughs> we are one, but we are many. But we are many. <laughs> All right, let's hit up the references, and then we can go into our final segment. <laughs> we should get our like sound effects. That'd be fun. <laughs> you need sound effects when you have the power of the mouth. With the power of the mouth. So. First, we have the real Amityville horror, chilling facts about the crime and haunted house. Tell me more. From biography.com. Thank you. 
Return to Amityville. Eldest son of family terrorized by a possessed Long Island home reveals he is still haunted by his ordeal. Quite a long title, that one. So by annoying. Katie Davies for the Daily Mail Australia. Thank you, Katie. Was the Amityville horror a hoax? Question mark. The true crime story behind the famous haunted house by Eric Shorey for Oxygen. Okay, yes. The Lutz Family by Nia on Air for Medium. Uh-huh. And The Truth About the Amityville Horror, which is literally just a website called The Truth About the Amityville Horror. Okay. Dot Amityville.com. Anything else? paid for that domain. And that's it. Those were my... Those were my... <clears throat> that was fantastic. I, and I also did read an entire plot from Wikipedia, so I'll also reference the Amityville Horror 1979 film, Wikipedia. That plot was then. I did not write it. <sighs> Wikipedia. And that is the story of the Amityville Horror House. I call bullshit on the whole thing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for partaking. Thank I've enjoyed it. Paying attention. Thank you for paying attention. Um, What was the final segment? Who do you want to fuck this week? <laughs> Milady. Milady. Uh, can you go first? Because I need to think okay well i know and, who i want to fuck and i gave you time but i've forgotten his name i met him yesterday and he's not famous so he doesn't count look yeah i can't really say don't that don't say his name I'm, I'm absolutely not going to i'll kill you but i can't that's the point so it's got to be someone famous. i also don't remember his name but he was hard and i wanted to fuck him you never remember anyone's name re- i'm really bad at it yeah uh who do i want to fuck who do i want who in this array of beautiful people on this planet <laughs> that guy. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. Ooh, hit me, hit me. I'm gonna go <laughs> with Alex Skarsgård. Ooh, yeah, Alexander okay. Skarsgård. Yes, I'm gonna go with him. Ooh, that I'm gonna do God you, of a man. I'm gonna do yes. you one better. Yep, and I'm gonna go Bill Skarsgård. Oh, that's actually. that's the youngin, right? The one yeah, who plays it. It, yeah. yeah. He is genuinely very attractive. That's, I think he's like unconventionally attractive. Do you know what? This week, Skarsgård Appreciation Week. It is Skarsgård There's like five of them. Also, I think that all the of them dad when he was young was hot. hot. It's unfair. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I think this week is a Skarsgård Appreciation Week and to the ev- Skarsgård family. Everyone needs to get around them. Well done on being all famous. And all incredibly attractive. And all incredibly attractive. It's not fair. And long-lasting careers. Yeah. Hmm. True blood. You can watch Alexander Skarsgård fuck a lot of things. And you see his dick in one of the episodes. It's Woo! Great. It's great. Yay! A sexy vampire. I'm here to suck your blood. Okay, no. Does he do that? <laughs> no, no, he does. No. I'm here to suck your blood. CJ, stop it. Alright, it's been it's been <laughs> real. We'd like to formally apologize for not being here for the last two weeks. And for being dusty. And for being dusty and we love you and We'll see you next week. Goodbye, I love you, see ya. Goodbye, see ya.